Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Network. Agency procurement and IT officials often remark about how closely they work with industry. But agencies vary a lot in how effectively they forecast their needs to industry so contractors can best position themselves to meet those needs. The Professional Services Council, which represents hundreds of IT contractors, is out with its annual business forecast scorecard. And here with more, the PSC's Executive Vice President for Policy, Stephanie Castro. Stephanie, good to have you back. Thanks for having me, Tom. And these scorecards then do what? What do they exactly tell us? And and how did you get the information? We at the Professional Services Council, this is a an annual cycle that this is the third iteration of our business forecast scorecard. And basically we've looked at 69 different US federal agencies on their publicly available websites. And we have 15 different attributes and we go down the list and see if these uh, publicly available websites provide the information that contractors need in order to do their business planning and be successful. And you had one agency get a perfect score. This is the first ever uh, time this is this has happened, and we are thrilled to say the U.S. Agency for International Development has received a, a perfect score for 2021. You know, the things that we've been looking for are changes that they've made. For example, they've now introduced a change log where contractors can see which uh, which changes were made to the forecast and, and how it, uh, it'll shake out at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, contractors are thrilled with USAID's website, and it is an example for other agencies to follow. And the honorable mention went to the Defense Health Agency and to the Department of Homeland Security. Two got honorable mentions. The Defense Health Agency, or DHA, had a challenging year uh, for their forecast in 2020, and they've made great strides. So we were happy to, to give them an honorable mention for the most improved for 2021. And DHS has uh, introduced something called their Acquisition Planning Forecast System portal, some improvements to that portal, which have really made it a lot easier for uh, services contractors to do their business planning when they're looking at their DHS customer. Got it. And some of them did not do so well. You've got rated, as you say, 69 individual agencies. The bottom of the list, you've got places like the Marine Corps Systems Command, the Navy Supply Systems Command, the Defense Logistics Agency, which would be an unusual one to be that low. What do they not do very well, those particular types of agencies, to get a low score? So for some of these agencies, they've taken their forecasts offline. So we can't rate them if we can't find their forecast. And so the agencies may turn around and say, hey, it's there if you looked for it. We did look for it. If it's not there, we can't rate it. And therefore, they do get marked in red. And, and you know, I come from a DOD background and it's a stoplight, uh, right? And you never want to be red. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's notable that these these agencies have taken their forecasts offline and therefore very little utility for, for services contractors. Yeah, so the orange or the red, I guess, on the way it renders, no forecast found or they didn't score. And let's get back to the good agencies. The Navy Information System, Warfare Systems Command ranked very highly consistently over the three years. The Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services, Education Department, there's a lot of agencies across the board, TSA, and that do really well. And what can contractors, if they go to those sites, learn from the ones that are really good at forecasting? Contractors look at a range of information when they're making their business decisions. The forecast is just one. And so what PSC has done is looked at the publicly available information, things like do they have a point of contact email, not just a 
a common email address where everyone knows it's sort of a black hole, but there's an actual individual associated with the, the opportunity. They list the acceptable Nikes codes. They list the incumbent. They list the award period of performance. It's basic information that companies need in order to plan for their uh, businesses, what they're going to put in solutions or offers for, and what they might skip. I will say DHS across the board has done fairly well in our 2021 scorecard. As you mentioned, a couple of their agencies, but Customs and Border Protection, Coast Guard, FEMA, FLETSI, which is the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, they've all done very well for 2021. Excellent list. Take a look again out today. We'll have a link to it. We're speaking with Stephanie Castro, Executive Vice President for Policy at the Professional Services Council. And I wanted to ask you about the ongoing situation in Afghanistan, where certain types of contractors feel like they're really in danger. And DOD is shifting its policy, basically, because it's not going to have presence, but try to project over the horizon, as they put it. What do contractors see ahead there? Back in May, when President Biden made his announcement that we were ending military operations and withdrawing U.S. troops from Afghanistan, we joined two other associations in writing a letter to Secretary of Defense Austin, Secretary of State Blinken, and USAID Administrator Ambassador Power, asking for coordinating efforts with contractors. At that point, there were uh, tens of thousands of, of U.S. contractors, many of which were U.S. citizens in country going, you know, what do we do going forward? Unfortunately, the executive branch officials did not get back to the three associations that wrote them that letter on May 13th, and they've proceeded apace uh, with renegotiating some contract terms, providing DOD contractors with um, the mandate to do over-the-horizon contract support. And what does that mean? It means that contractors are relocating outside of Afghanistan in order to support Afghan national forces on the DOD side, that'll be the Afghan National Security and Defense Forces, with things like maintenance over Zoom, over the phone. If stuff needs heavy maintenance, if aircraft, for example, needs heavy maintenance, it will depart Afghanistan and get that heavy maintenance outside of that country. It makes life very difficult for contractors. In addition, if we do need to send contractors back into Afghanistan, the security situation is getting worse. We are still holding out hope that the executive branch will answer our inquiry and, and prove amenable to, to working with associations and contractors on this. But it's been a couple of months with radio silence, and we are disappointed in that. Yeah, and there's real physical danger to people there. It's not just a business issue. It's a physical danger issue for not only the contractors, but also the the Afghans that they're training. And the other issue that we've seen a lot of headlines uh, talk about is the special immigrant visa issue, which is, you know, there are linguists, um, aircraft maintainers, vehicle maintainers, folks that have worked with U.S. contractors and U.S. military forces for going on 20 years now. Um, and what does their future look like in Afghanistan? Many of them are trying to leave Afghanistan, seeking asylum and, and for themselves and their families in the United States or elsewhere. And contractors are not getting a lot of information about what to do with the folks that they have working on contracts. Afghanist, Afghan officials or Afghan citizens who are working for these contractors want to get out and the contractors don't have clear guidance of how they can support their contractors or employees in that case. All right. And uh, while we have you, I wanted to just ask about CIO SP4 from NITAC. Is it salvageable at this point now that they have kind of have to redo their, their solicitation? It's not even an award protest. Yeah, it's it's a, a it's a messy situation with the COSP4 opportunity for for those of your listeners who aren't familiar with it. It's a fifty billion dollar opportunity for ten years. COSP3 was about twenty billion, so this is significant growth in the COSP4 
basic information technology support for health services and the like. We saw the RFP final version come out on May 25th. There have been several amendments in quick succession. I believe the dates were you know, June 22nd, June 24th, July 2nd. It's a fast moving um, amendment process here. And it's really leading to anxiety and concern among the contractors who are trying to put together winning bids. The latest amendment, and I say that not knowing if an amendment's coming out today, um, but the, the latest amendment extended the deadline to July 23rd, which is still not enough time for offers to put together offers that are fully cognizant of what the amendments in the final RFP say. So there are those who would just prefer that NITAC rescind this RFP, answer all of the questions, and resubmit it for, for proposals. I'm not sure if, if NITAC is open to that, but it is definitely um, an option that should be considered. Well, I'd hate to be them now. Stephanie Castro is Executive Vice President for Policy at the Professional Services Council. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom, for having me. We'll post this interview with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. 57 past the hour. This is the Federal Drive with Tom Temin. For the latest updates, stay with federalnewsnetwork.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Up next, the top national headlines from CBS News and the Federal Newscast. I'm Tom Temin. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.